Hello, hello, welcome back to Inspiring African Travel. This is James here and we are at episode 4 in series 4. For the last few episodes we've been celebrating the return of international travel to Africa. We are celebrating it and we have called it. 2022 is the year of traveling to Africa. And in the series so far we've featured an episode talking to the Australians about their borders finally opening up and hopefully them traveling to Africa soon. Uh, we talked to a whole bunch of tour operators who traveled to Africa's Eden in Zimbabwe for the first proper in-destination travel show since the pandemic. And in this episode, we are opening up the UK market a little bit here. Uh, we meet a good friend of mine, Chris Fortescue from Africa Collection in the UK. In order to achieve this interview, we had to meet at a pub. That was the only way it could be done. And so we did that. While we sipped our beers, we spoke about the UK market traveling to Africa and a little bit about his history in the industry. Africa Collection have been operating for well over 20 years and I've actually been visiting their offices for at least 10 of those years. Great people, great company and uh, he's very excited as well because he's actually on his way back to Southern Africa for the first time since COVID and really looking forward to it. Got his all his ducks in a row and uh, ready to travel for the first time since COVID. So we really hope you enjoy this chat. As always, I'll be catching up with Stuart first for a little prelude on what is going on and how we are hopefully inspiring people to travel to Africa and any bit of useful information and possibly some useless information that we have for you. Thanks, as always, for pushing play on your device and listening to us. If you find a moment of inspiration halfway through this episode, press pause, click share and WhatsApp it to a friend of yours because every new listen and download that we get from somebody new, it really helps us reach our target. If we reach it, we are going to be doing season five, which will involve grand plans. So please do share. Thanks and enjoy. By the way, what do you think of my trendy skater hat? It's pretty cool, though. It's nice, though. Don't think I'm too old to pull off a cap like this. No, you've got it going, bro. You're under control. Where's your golf hat, dude? When are we going to spark around the golf? Well, it's funny you mention it. I'm, uh, it's, uh, I'm down on the sunny southwest coast of England at a place called Sidmouth, about three hours from, from London. And it is, ah, oh, mate, it's, there's a beautiful bay here, glass, water is like glass, the sun is shining, and there's an 18-hole golf course here. And so I was just thinking about playing golf, but, geez, the last time I got the sticks around a course was probably in Kasani in 2016. And is the Kasani golf course technically a golf course, or is it like a goat track um, i think i played with you that round wasn't yeah, it it's a it's a it's a nine hole so course um didn't we do it as part of the first this is true we did indeed um uh, how many other golf courses in the world have elephants passing through it and uh, crocodiles and hippos in the water hazards yeah yeah and uh, and at a decent price right because the only other course that does have that is uh, leopard creek in in south africa but i think you pay 
three thousand rand for a round of golf stick. Cheap. With Kasani, what are you at? Like hundred and fifty. Yeah, bucks, maybe? I think it's about twenty dollars for a round of golf there, at Kasani. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, maybe worthwhile activity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, I remember that course actually. How are you, bud? What's going on there? No, good, huh? Good. Been um, getting into the winter. So last rains, I reckon, of the season. That's what we're currently enjoying on a Sunday afternoon, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's been been busy, man. Uh, with travel, obviously, uh, more more restrictions east, right? Which may made a big difference. Okay. Uh, nice to see what Swana finally off the back of our last discussion. Remember, we spoke threw me under the bus <laughs> with the uh, jab rules. <laughs> so I was quite relieved to see them change that. So that was that was. Amazing. Oh, it was the so that's positive. The right? momentum is uh, is um, the of of countries lifting the PCR testing requirements for travelers from around the world. It's been basically in the last ten days. All of Southern Africa, you can now enter and depart without a PCR test if you're fully vaccinated. Um, yep. Kenya, Kenya's all good. You can leave uh, Tanzania, Uganda, and um, I think Uganda and Rwanda, you still need a PCR test. But, but for the most part, our safari sector is PCR testing free. Mm-hmm. And... Um, as long as you're fully vaccinated. So I, I would say that the governments are listening to our podcasts and um, we, are making a, we are making a positive impact. Yeah, I think it's all about the podcast, right? I mean, I think Cyril must have listened to it and he lifted the, the COVID restrictions not long after we had that discussion, actually. So, um, yeah, it is positive, right? <laughs> Cyril Ramaphosa, president of yeah. South Africa, big yeah. fan of the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, it's nice. I mean, there's also in South Africa, there's been a big, big relief, you know, also no mask wearing out in the open. That was quite a big one. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely life is a little bit more returning to normal. You can kind of feel it, you know, when you're walking about and stuff. Obviously, there's, we have other challenges now with fuel and all of that stuff causing, causing havoc, but we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry you missed our little interview with, uh, Chris Fortescue from Africa Collection in our little quaint pub yeah. in the in the UK. Our quaint pub was quite quaint, although it was it's basically a South African pub run by South Africans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but the beer was good. good. The beer was good, and we had a good little uh, little section of the of the of the pub. And um, I see you've uh, got a visitor there. Yeah, my my little boy is desperate for me to go to Leroy Merlin, so he's. He's like this glass face against the glass. <laughs> Are you coming away? <laughs> he must be pumped. I mean, it is a Sunday after all. Uh, yeah, your dad, daddy duties shouldn't should yeah. involve sitting in your Wendy house exactly. recording an, a podcast. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not. He's not accepting this uh, this decision. So. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'll get there. We'll get. Um, anyway, it was uh, it was it was a great chat. Other than the fact that Chris thought we were having a video interview. So he had a he had a he had a fresh shave before he came in, and then when I put the when I put the uh, microphone on his um, on his on his collar on the lapel mic was scratching his face, so he kept on scratching my mic. It was um, so <laughs> I had to tell him off. <laughs> oh 
show, man. You must be the guy better, man. <laughs> video but maybe that maybe you should have done a video one in the pub. That would have been cool. Man. I know, I know. Well, we did get we did get interrupted halfway through the interview, um, and someone offered us tequila shots. So um, we were we were attracting attention. I mean, all the equipment that we had, um, you know, people thought, yeah, we were we were famous, and um, which I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are famous. I mean, you know, people you know. know. They must know. Yeah. So is Chris heading yeah. over here? I believe he's... Uh, yeah, we had a great chat with Chris. And I think, you know, like you said, with the entry requirements, PCR requirements lifted, the travel shows like Indaba is happening. We Africa is happening. WTM Africa is happening. Yeah, it's going to be a slightly different landscape out there. But at the end of the day, the travel shows are are all up and running. And um, and Chris is going out there with his family on a holiday and then he's coming back and then he's going back out for um, We Are Africa travel show. So, um, and and his business partner, James, is coming to Indaba. So it, it, it's, it's all happening. And um, it was great to chat to him about that because, you know, um, the, the vibe is is good and the, the inquiries are relentless. And I say relentless, like that's a negative word. But, you know, the demand is huge at the moment. But it's a massive struggle. You know, we had that Our Africa Travel Show talking online to a lot of agencies and they are, um, they're, they're battling to keep up because, you know, there are a lot of staff shortages. You know, a lot of people in the UK were furloughed and they found jobs elsewhere, um, you know, in the country. And, you know, they are potentially earning more money and have a, a, a less less of a stressful role, you know, and they'll be difficult to get back. You can't lure them back into their positions. So everyone is, um, is, is, is fighting essentially to try and get qualified African specialist staff back onto the payroll. Yeah. And you know what's also I think where it's difficult is that is if you think about the amount of knowledge that's left with those people, right? So, you know, some of those consultants uh, were, you know, many, many years in the game, uh, no, no Africa travel like the back of their hand, and now they've left and they've taken that with them because you can't, you know, it's hard to teach that knowledge. It's just time. It's just about getting out there and selling the product. So now, yeah, I think they, it's tough because the new people coming in, they don't hold that expertise um, and you've got to try and train that up as quick as possible. So, um, so it's, it's, it's... And it's all the travel companies around the East and Southern Africa who've hosted those consultants on familiarization trips and helping develop that knowledge that you talk about is now gone as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think in South Africa they've had the same thing. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of those product managers and those people that, that do that stuff are not. Uh, they were um, unfortunately let go through through COVID, and and uh, now they're doing other things, consulting or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's tough. Eh? I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's like in one way, it's nice to hear that there's that there's that much demand that people will, that the, the travel industry will start employing again, right? I mean, that's really positive because we, you know, it's it's nice to see that the industry supports people and we've always known that it's always about people um so it's it's exciting but also it's a lot of work there's a lot of work ahead of us and uh, ahead of all the companies that are trying to upscale and keep the demand mm -hmm. yep but uh, like you said we'll get through it you know um it's a, it's a tough it's a tough period but we will um 
certainly excited about. I'm coming back to Botswana um, in end of April for Indaba, and I'm looking very much forward to catching up with you. Um, we'll head over to Botswana together. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a chance yeah. to to play a little bit out there as well as um, you know uh, host a lot of agents and travel specialists out in out in the bush. I can't wait to see. I mean, I don't know what Indaba is going to look like. It's definitely going to be different. A lot of the big the big stands are not going to be exhibiting there and stuff. But you know, um, it's all about the people and seeing people again and chatting and getting getting the communications going again. I can't wait. And Durban early morning swim. Absolutely, right? yeah. A lot a lot warmer yeah. than my swims that I've been having here in Sydney. <laughs> 9.5 degrees yeah. my swim was yesterday morning. Would you like to hear the sound of the ocean here in Sidmouth in the UK on the beach, the pebble beach here? Because the beach is made of pebbles. Yeah. If you can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And not, it's not a, that's a very foreign concept by the <laughs> Africans. Pebbles on a beach. <laughs> but I have seen pictures and stuff of it before, so I know what you It looks... About beautiful and it sounds amazing listen to this the problem is you take off your shoes and then you want to go in for a dip and um I can assure you that those pebbles are not as round as they look. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It looks nice and peaceful, right? You can with those soft stones. You can just, walk they ain't soft, and mate. Then you, then, you, <laughs> then you're like a cat on. <laughs> they are painful, mate. Trying to walk into the ocean to have a swim. Your feet, luckily when you go into the water, they go numb. So walking back out again, you can't feel your um, feet getting cut to shit. Yeah. <laughs> But kudos to you for getting in there, mate. I don't know if I would get in that, that temperature. It is. Uh, it's invigorating. It's good for the mind. It's good for the soul. It's great. I love it. I love it. But, I mean, there's nothing beats a swim in the ocean in Durban, crashing through those waves in the morning, the warm Indian Ocean. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Get a couple of swells, body surfs. Well, I can't wait, mate. Yeah, I did. It's some exciting yeah. stuff. Eh? And then up to, up to Botswana yeah. for a few days, eh? I'm sure. That's going to be yeah, amazing, yeah. right? No, no, it's good stuff. Awesome, anyway, mate, listen, um, good to catch up with you. Yeah. And um, thanks yeah, for helping too. me set up this uh, interview with, um, with, with Chris. We drank, we drank a beer for you. And um, nice. I think we'll, we'll sum up this series uh, with our final episode before we head out to Indaba with um, someone from the US market. And yeah, right. uh, Hoping to chat to someone who's actually just traveled all around uh, Tanzania. If we can get her on, um, we'll be announcing that one on the socials and chat chat to them about actually a travel specialist having traveled around Africa in a post-pandemic world. Catch up with them, see what it's like, what they've got to share with our community. Awesome, man. Yeah, that'll be really nice. It'll be good to see see what the vibe is like what people are feeling like having having not traveled for so long not getting back into work it's, it's exciting mm -hmm. awesome, well man. enjoy leroy leroy larue with the family leroy <laughs> and you enjoy the the what pub lunch eh? another one yeah another pub lunch yeah yeah 
Ah, yeah. there you go. Well, well done. Well done. You go and enjoy that, bud. And we'll catch you this side soon, man. Excellent. Will do, mate. Catch you yeah, soon. Right. Chat to you later, bud. Have yeah. fun. Don't be nervous, Chris. No, I'm not nervous. Good man. Beer helps. Well, yeah, that was part of my strategy. Come to the pub. Yeah. Cheers again. Cheers. Uh, here we are at the Percy Arms in, in Chilworth, which is a quaint village. Well, we're in a quaint pub within a quaint village within a quaint part of England. Um, but this pub is owned by South Africans. <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Yes, they're my favourite pub. <laughs> it's funny, that, isn't it? <laughs> Partly because it's probably walking distance from your from your house. Well, that does help. Mm. <laughs> and uh, the other part is that they've got good built-on dry horse on stock. Correct. And what's Ec- the quality of the beer? Excellent steak. The beer's good. Excellent steaks. Good wine. Yeah. And what could we ask for? Yeah. And a, a Bravo starter, I think, as well. And a South African platter. If, so you, uh, if you, you want to push the boat out. You've got it all there. <laughs> so I'm drinking... Because um, our plan was always... I don't know, I don't know why... I mean, the pub was important because I like pubs, um, but you know it's nice to do an interview in a relaxed environment. And I love what I'm loving about being here in the UK is drinking this delicious English ale. But you're not a fan, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got a very nice booth uh, <laughs> with good audio quality. Yeah. So um, the beer, the beer, I love here. It's not yes. to everybody's taste. Yes. Everyone knows it's that warm, English beer it? is warm. Well, it's not warm. It's just not yeah. freezing cold. No, is it? I'm, I'm afraid I'm a lager man, and uh, as long as it's cold. Yeah. Well, I can understand. I mean, you can't drink that down in, in Southern Africa if you're out on safari. Having a warm, yeah. tepid <laughs> yes, beer no. doesn't, doesn't really go down well. Not when you sat in the Okavanga Delta. Exactly. We, we've been catching up over the last few weeks. Like, every now and then you tell me it's flat out. I think we're all flat out. I said to my mate the other day, um, it feels like, you know, we've been talking about the, we, 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 we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It feels like we're out the tunnel and we're blinded by the light. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> because everybody's just running around scrambling, trying yeah. to, how's it at work at the moment? Yeah, I've, I've, I've never known it. I mean, it is exceptionally busy. Um, I think people have realized that, you know, life first, first of all is too short mm. and they, you know, need to travel. They've, they've had two years stolen from them with, due to COVID. And people realise that they have to get out there and, and, and travel. So it's it's never been busier, um, but it's exacerbated by what companies like ours. We've we've had to let a lot of our staff go because we're two years with no income. Mm. We couldn't continue to pay people without any income coming in. So we are considerably short-staffed, um, which does put pressure on everybody. And and we're working you know, doubly as hard. But uh, we can't complain because people are travelling. And uh, you know, if everybody does travel this year, it'll be an exceptionally good year. Yeah. And uh, and hopefully we can recover a lot of our losses. And what are the? Because your your splits of uh, clients, without going into too much detail, but you work with a lot of travel companies in and around the UK, right? We do. Yeah. Yes, we do. And yeah. what are they saying to you when they're sending inquiries? Do you have much time to have banter between them or are they just like banging out inquiries and needing responses? You know, the, the, the age, things have changed the, the last years, you know, with, we're getting, we're speaking less on the phones 
uh, to travel agents. Yeah. Um, they, they would send an inquiry by email mostly. So that's uh, it's a bit of a shame because you always engage better and you can find out more about what somebody wants over the telephone. Mm. Um, so it's quite difficult to answer that. But the ones we do speak to, um, you know, they, they say they, they're busy themselves um, selling all over all over the world. Um, I mean, they they're very up concerned about the Ukraine crisis and uh, you know that escalating even further. Um, but um, yeah, generally, agents are, are pleased. They their shops are back open. Um, they're taking inquiries. They're sending them to us. So they want to have their breaks and they want to travel, despite what's going on in um, you know, Eastern Europe, really, um, which is which is regionalised and doesn't affect the areas that we sell. So as a company's Africa Collection. You know, the name says itself, it's Africa. Mm. And if you can travel there, you know, and without risk free, mm. which at the moment it pretty much is, then then why not? Mm. So are you getting lots and lots of questions? Is that taking a lot of time of yours like less of apprehension. I think people are more concerned about the, the what ifs, the, the the COVID protocols and, and, and each country has different different requirements for entry. Um, for instance, Southern Africa, uh, you, you want you need a PCR test into South Africa, for instance. You need, which is 72 hours prior to departure from your your origin. Zimbabwe is 48 hours. Um, Botswana, before, don't ask Botswana. <laughs> Zimbabwe is 48 hours before departure, and then Botswana all of a sudden don't need one at all um, if you if you're fully vaccinated. Um, and um, I mean, as it happens, I'm actually going to Botswana in, in a few weeks' time, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to. So, so we're a family of four. Um, my wife and I are fully vaccinated and had our booster jabs. And uh, the kids, uh, the, the youngest, who's 13, has had two jabs. In fact, he got his second one. Uh, I marched him up to the vaccine centre only yesterday nice. to have his second jab. But the uh, the 15-year-old, um, because he's he's had COVID isn't legible to have have a heavy second jab because they say it should be 12 weeks from when you've had COVID so therein lies another problem and another variable so he may have to be PCR tested before we enter Botswana <coughs> has he got a letter or something about it not needing a vaccine or is that just what the doctors have said um, no no he doesn't he doesn't have a letter saying he doesn't need a vaccine but mm. um, but these are the. It's, it's what the NHS says. The NHS yeah. would say if he has had, had COVID, he, they won't won't give him a second vaccine because they need a twelve week gap before they can vaccinate him. Mm. So are you? Because it's funny. Because sometimes we work in the travel industry and we're like, yeah, you must just travel, relax, you know, just get on with it. And then when it comes to ourselves traveling, we get quite nervous. <laughs> we certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> is your, it, it is nerve-wracking because you you, sort of, you take it quite you know, well personally, of course, because yeah. it's your own holiday, um, and it's something you can't you can't mess up, ah. um, and it's something we look forward to, and it's what we we, we I think work towards as well. And that's why well, I guess we're all in this industry is because we want to travel, and you know sure. we, we thrive on it even more than I think uh, most. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a man of your experience, I'm sure you'll. Uh, cross all the T's and dot all the I's I'm sure <laughs> but that's great well, I'm, I want I'm to booking with the right company <laughs> with yourself <laughs> yes <laughs> great so where, so what is your itinerary so you, can, you can have a sip of beer first I don't want you to get parched oh thank you <laughs> um, so so we um, we fly on to uh, the British Airways via Johannesburg mm-hmm. uh, to the Victoria Falls 
Um, so we're transiting in Johannesburg, so we, we actually do need a PCR test to transit through Johannesburg, because again, that's a, a requirement. Um, we're going to a lovely lodge on the Zambezi River for three nights for Old Drift Lodge. Lovely place, mate. You're going to love um, it. Which we're thoroughly looking forward to. Got yeah. a nice family suite overlooking the Zambezi River. Nice. Um, the boys have already uh, said that they m might want to consider doing a bungee jump or a whitewater rafting or you know yeah. something like that. But yeah. uh, They must do the yeah. bridge swing, to be honest with you. Really? It's much okay. much more fun than the bungee, bungee jump. They'll probably want to do the... the fox. The, the flying fox. No, 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 no. The bridge swing. The, the flying fox is, is, is one of the fastest, it's like a glorified foofy slide. Okay. The bridge swing yes. is like a glorified swing that you used to do over, as a kid over the river. Oh, right. But you yeah, drop yeah. right into the gorge. Into the, wow. And it's much more fun than the bungee jump. Excellent. Um, and especially okay. with James having a slight injury, it's yes. probably not a good idea to do the bungee jump. Yes. No, so no, bri good, bridge good swing. And then you can finish. sit out at the Lookout, lookout yeah. Cafe, which is the Wild Horizons Lookout Cafe. Yeah. Yes. Sit there, you can have a steak and a beer. Yes. And then you can watch your family and just and run around, and you, and you can just literally sit and watch them. And they'll be on a screen there. You can watch them on. Oh, TV really? Oh, there. fantastic! Yeah. Right. Well, we, we need we need permission from my wife uh, whether they can do it or not. Because oh, <laughs> but not to have a beer and a steak, though. Oh, certainly not. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we look forward to that. Um, and so three nights, three nights on arrival, Old Drift Lodge. Um, and then to unwind, relax. It's been two years since, well, over two, maybe almost two and a half years since we lasted a holiday. So we haven't been able to travel, and obviously with the running of the business and postponing. And can you remember so in, in your life since coming to the UK, having three three years away from Southern Africa? No, no, no. It's the first time. Yeah. It's the first time. I used to travel three or four times a year to Southern That's Africa, amazing, and, uh, and I haven't been there for yeah two and a half years. Yeah. So thoroughly looking forward to it. Um, from there, we um, we go to Kasani and get a flight to the Okavango Delta, and which are kind selves, Des and Delta Safaris, um, staying at one of your camps, mm -hmm. Camp Okavango, a couple of nights. Nice, nice. Um, and from there, we go to a uh, Maremi Game Reserve mm -hmm. and Kakanaka Camp uh, for the following three nights before returning to Mound and flying back to, into South Africa and having four nights um, with some family on the coast. Where, where, where are you going to go? To Plentenburg Bay? Plentenburg Bay. My brother lives in Plentenburg Bay. So yeah, we're going to head there and I haven't seen him in you know, two and a half years either. So, mm. so it'd be good to catch up with, uh, with the family. No, cool. So other than, other than seeing family, what are you, what are you, you yourself and as a family, what are you looking forward to most about getting on that plane and being in Africa again? Just looking forward to being back in Africa and the bush and mm. the sounds and the noises and the wildlife and oh. the warmth and the African sun. It's hard to describe, isn't it? Really? The people, yeah. the big smiles, yeah. the big skies, the big landscapes. Um, all of it. I mean, it all encompasses everything. It's uh, God's own uh, continent, it really mm. is. Um, fruit basket of Africa and it's amazing place to be so uh, yeah just can't wait it's hard to describe isn't it but it is it's like an instant buzz you get when you I know because I've been you away you say the buzz and it yeah. is exactly that yeah. the sound of the crickets mm. the sound of the crickets the frogs in the afternoon mm. you know mm. it is there's a buzz there's a hum and a sound of Africa the birds um, it's it's truly special and you'll just give it an instant feeling of just contentness, right? 
relaxation and absolutely and also really nice to get away as a family right just to to just take your mind off things it's our favorite thing as a family um you know a lot of families go skiing every year um, which is also great Mm. i mean it's not something we've really done more beers yes good idea Cool. Yes, so please. Table service. Yeah. We are, but well, we, are, we are. Roll. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, so, so Shane's come to the table and asked us <laughs> if we'd like some more beers. <laughs> this will be recorded. Uh, yeah, says I'll have another one. Thanks, and the mate. Tequila <laughs> 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 uh, so, where was I? Your favourite thing is so some people go yes, skiing. So, so some, people, some people go skiing. Um, it's quite an inclusive thing to do as a family, but um, going on safari is very inclusive. You know, mm. to be with your family, experience the same experiences, see the same game, and and share those those special moments and the the thrill and, and get the adrenaline going when you when you're seeing some of the big five or some of the wildlife. It's, um, it's uh, yeah, it is really special. It's quite mm. a nice inclusive thing to do as a family. Mm. And also, also with the youngsters, it's quite nice. To, you know, you'll, you'll have limited Wi-Fi access, so that'll also be nice. Well, I'm delighted that there's not going to be for well, yourself. I, 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 hope, I hope there's not going to be any Wi-Fi. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know um, you guys have dug your heels in quite hard. We have. I don't know where did. you're at. Are you are you succumbing? To we the, have eventually succumbed. Um, it's bush Wi-Fi, but we've got it in the rooms. So. Mm. Okay. Cheers again. Cheers. Unfortunately, mate, um, as much as you like want to stay away from Wi-Fi, it's become a situation where it doesn't matter how much you tell people about it, like on their on their fact sheets and in their emails and stuff about not having Wi-Fi or it being you know good quality experience yeah. and stuff. People now expect to go anywhere in the world like doesn't matter how remote they are yeah, yeah, they yeah. just expect there to be Wi-Fi yeah you know like yeah. you know these days you go on a ship or you go yeah. somewhere it's like oh you got a Wi-Fi yeah, you got a hotspot yeah, 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 yeah. And, and people freak out when they, <laughs> when they is, there, is there a password to log into the yeah yeah there is yeah. okay so maybe so we could request definitely but not to have the password yeah 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 you could do that hi thank you yeah you can definitely do that that might be a way yeah. around it, so, yeah. so they can know there's no yeah. Wi-Fi. Just, just, just sorry. I think, I think if we, if we tell them in advance that there's going to be not going to be Wi-Fi, I think they'll they'll get to grips with that. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not going to miss any major sporting matches while you're away. Yeah, I don't think you will. Eh? No, there's nothing going no, on. Nothing going on. Nothing going on. Great. Well, that's great. That sounds like a itinerary. So we should we should catch up maybe um, when you come back. We'll have another pub session. Yes. Um, no, now no, that we've broken the ice and you've seen how relaxing and easy it is, uh, yeah, we can do a to. session I, to hear I how your trip fill you in how, how it went. Yeah. And, and how uh, whether the, the not having Wi-Fi was an obstacle or yeah. not. And PCR uh, testing and, and everything. PCR went well. requirements. Um, and it is important, right? Like for your when you speak to your clients and to say, "I've just come back and I've just been there, yes. done it all." Yeah. Uh, it helps, eh? exceptionally important I mean even I mean I had a client today who is going on a Lataka trip actually oh, in, cool. um, in July yeah. and he, he phoned me today and, and, and asked what is Africa like and I think they quite, it sounded quite senior and I said absolutely fine in fact I'm going myself in a few weeks and, and he felt reassured that, that I was doing a trip to Botswana where he's going to be going all later on in July and I have no doubt I'll be speaking to him again on my return because he, he wants to know more and, and, and 
all the procedures around it, you know, mm. going in and out of the country. So, um, yeah. Take us back to the birth of, um, of Africa Collection. Because at the right. moment it's, it's it's you you and you and James. There's more going on behind the scenes. But yes. take us back to when Africa Collection started. Sure. Um, so so Africa Collection um, founded in, in 2000. Um, we were actually um, we approached a company in South Africa called the Portfolio Collection, who specialised in uh, uh, producer didn't specialise. They produce a booklet for bed and breakfast accommodation, mm. guest houses, small country house hotels company had been going for a number of years and the distribution was huge people wanted the portfolio collection because they recognized that as the the um, authoritative book of good quality accommodation in southern Africa um, and they were distributing more and more overseas and uh, we approached them or I approached them and and, uh, and offered to to do the distribution in exchange for we'd tell clients that we could offer a reservation service um, you know should they wish so they don't want to book direct if they want to book with us they can book with us if they want to book direct they can book direct if they want to book flights they can book flights if they want to book car hire they can book car hire um, they can do as much or as little as they want with us and um, and so it started so we started distributing this guidebook and we'd offer the reservation service and we found about 80% of people that we sent the book to wanted some help with planning their holidays. Over the past 22 years, it's, it's grown, uh, well it grew up until 2019, um, to a team of um, 14 in the UK, um, 6 in South Africa. 80% of our business came from the trade, a lot of travel agents had, had, had wanted to book with us. We had some lovely premises in uh, Horsham, um, mm. West Sussex. One of my favourite offices uh, to visit. Which is a converted barn. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the company just sort of thrived over the years. And of course, and 2020, the year of freaking COVID, was yeah, meant to be your... It was our 20th, 20th anniversary, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 20 years. So um, it was founded by James Westrup, uh, my business partner, myself. Um, his wife is also very actively involved in the business. Um, we had a fantastic team. Um, couldn't speak highly enough of the team that we had. You know, we trained them all. They've all travelled to the countries we sell. Um, all very knowledgeable. Um, a lot of them have now left and found other jobs because of due to the pandemic. We'll bounce back and and uh, more streamlined and stronger. Mm, definitely. And what and what do you feel was the recipe to your success to where you are now? Without blowing your own trumpet, I know you. <laughs> You've got a great name here in the industry uh, in terms of what you do, and um, thank you. You, you, you yeah. live and breathe what you do, but there's obviously a recipe for. for well, uh, I think it's the passion. Mm. We're very passionate about what we do. We, we believe in the destinations we sell. We because of from the portfolio collection, the guidebook where we first started, they were all assessed establishment or assessed properties. We suit the right clientele to the right property. We, we, we believe in, in selling the right holidays, not sort of mass tourism, packing them high and selling them cheap. Mm. We, we, we look after our clients, we provide the service for our clients, um, we steer them in the right direction, and, and we, we're very open and, and, and honest about the holidays we sell. An inquiry today, they got friends in Cape Town, they want a book, that they are putting them up, they, must, they can do that, and, and then go on their trip after that, afterwards with us. And, but they want, still want our advice around the safari element. They still want our advice around the, 
all the testing and the entry requirements and the travel requirements yeah. or the self-drive or the internal flights or the baggage allowance I mean your flights for instance you know restricted baggage allowances soft bags 20 kilograms you know that's all stuff that one can miss if you if you do try and book it all yourself because and that's quite important you know mm. you won't be allowed to travel mm. fly on on some safari air flights if you have hard cases and, and you can't get them in, in, onto the airplanes yeah I think tra- planning a trip anyway like this is a it should be a I don't, I don't like to use the cliche trip of a lifetime but but for most people that are doing this it's a it's a massive thing for them right it is it and is. and and effectively I mean you're never going to book it online it doesn't matter how savvy you are yeah. you might do a lot of research and stuff but you can't you can't physically you can't you can't physically book a safari all the places and the little flights impossible no, yeah. but you know which which brings us you know our industry into its own and and the thing is by booking with a nice company where you have that whole almost concierge experience from beginning to end and it's not like you're paying more at the end of the day you know the rate is what it it is and and the thing is you you get this whole hand holding they're getting better value they get better value by booking with us because they're not they're not being charged any more than if they're booked direct and they're getting the expertise Um, anyway last last question um, places in Africa have you done much East Africa do you sell much East Africa yes yeah we do in fact, in fact, East Africa has been is very popular at the moment. Yeah. We, we, every other inquiry it tends to be is East Africa. We're getting a lot of Tanzania and Zanzibar inquiries, a lot of Kenya and coast. Um, it's really, really taking off. Any any reason in particular you think more than I you? can't put my finger on it. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's been any any publicity in the UK around it. Um, I don't know if there's been any wildlife shows. I'm, I, I actually I, I really don't know. Or maybe. People perceive it as being a little bit more cost-effective because it's closer. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it, but in fact, it's not. But is it a place? That, I mean, like where on the map in let's just call southern East Africa, where if you if you could, not not necessarily because you've got your trip with your family now to look forward to, but like a place that you really want to discover or, or see more. Is there something on yeah, something on your radar which uh, you'd love to get your teeth into? Yeah, uh, Malawi. Ah. Uh, yeah, really, the warm heart of Africa. That's what they call it. So, um, a place like Cape Macare and, mm-hmm. and uh, Coma Island, um, I, I haven't been um, and, and dying to go. Um, people are wonderful, the Malawians that I've met, and um, there's still decent wildlife in some of the, the wildlife sanctuaries there. So I'm um, hoping yeah. uh, the next trip might be Malawi. Okay. Have you sold Malawi before? We, yeah, we have. Yeah, we do send people as like awesome. a like a more of a beach break rather than a standalone itinerary. Mm. Um, good staff there. I think <coughs> Malawians are just. Yeah, they are. I mean, I know we talk about service orientation. Yeah. 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 Scary as they. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. A warm heart of Africa because uh, they are people with big smiles, yeah. and they have got warm hearts. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, mate, I think we've covered most of our topics. Um, anything you want to add? <laughs> anything I want to ask you? <laughs> <laughs> well, would you look at that? Sorry, we're all out of time. I just want to take the opportunity to thank Chris again for a really good session in the pub and for having a really good, honest, lovely chat with him. And hopefully there'll be many more like that in the future. So thanks again for listening. Remember to please share with a friend and help us get 
to our next ambitious season five, which will be coming to you in May. But for now, we've got one more episode left for season four, and we'll be in touch very soon. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.